this is um, Michael Jackson and Jared's not in the studio this week so he asked me to take over and uh, he I'm sorry you know I just have to do that sometimes and you know he asked me to take over for this episode and I just feel like um, I just want you to know something I am the king of pop um, I don't know about that Harry Styles <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey y'all what's up <laughs> <laughs> Look me silly. Y'all just don't you just don't know what you're gonna get when you get this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey y'all, what's up? What's what's in? What's it what's what's going on? Um it is your host, Jarrett. Um the hostess with the mostest. Um I sound less corny in my head. But yes, it is I, you know, back another week. <laughs> it's been a couple weeks, you know, but um as you know, you know, life gets busy and stuff like that. And, you know, as I've already said, who gonna fight me? Nobody. And in the words of the great um, Sheree from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, who gonna check me, boo? Nobody is. Because <laughs> what? <laughs> Nobody. Not a person, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know where I was going. I was gonna make another joke, but uh, as you can tell, I'm in rare form. Um, this is gonna be one of a couple episodes that are coming out. Um, hopefully this week. Um, unless I lied to y'all, which you know I'm a liar. Um, in the words of Issa, I, <laughs> I was about to do the whole monologue from Insecure. Be like. I cheat on. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, but yeah, but hopefully so. I have a um a nostalgia episode that came that's hopefully coming out. I have to finish that episode. It was such a fun episode to record, and I didn't finish it because it's so much. Nostalgia is hard because it's like so much you can do, and I'm probably just gonna make it a part one and just finish it off and say part two is coming. I don't know when part two is coming because I have to literally listen back because it's been so long since I put it down. And I meant to go back and record it and all that stuff, but it is what it is. It's really fun, and I feel like people are going to hear it and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that and all that stuff, and I'm going to put it out. But that and hopefully a music episode. It's been so long since I've done a musical analysis. I'm, like, itching to do one, and I feel like those do great numbers, and I love them. And there's been a lot of people who've, like, been listening to the podcast, and people hit me up on, not hit me up on Instagram, because I won't lie. I'm not going to tell a lie. But people just looking at my Instagram and stuff like that who I don't know, um, who are, like, you know, other um creatives and stuff like that so you know i need to get back in my thing you know get back in my baggy bag you know um and you know get this thing popping and you know do what i'm saying i'm doing um but you know as i say life is life just be life and sometimes and sometimes that's why you don't see me for a while and i apologize for the people who are like oh um he just left us without a dope beat to step two. Step two. Wiki wiki. I apologize again. I'm sorry, Miss Jack. I'm sorry, Miss Listeners. Or I'm sorry, the listeners who I am for real. Never meant to make y'all a cry. I meant to give y'all some episodes. I'm sorry, listeners who I am for real. I'm going to turn over the fifth leaf. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> <sighs> I'm in rare condition and rare form today, but 
this episode, you're probably like, so yes, you're just gonna talk to us this whole time. You're not gonna get, you're not gonna get into the topic episode. You're not gonna do any of that. Nah, no, I'm playing. Um, this episode, this week's episode is actually something near and dear to my heart. Um, I don't think it's gonna be an authentically me episode. It could be. I don't know. We just gonna go with the vibes. It might just be a a main episode. But wonder what this is. This is a holiday this week. You know, um, special special holiday. Um, it is my wedding day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have nobody. <laughs> um, nah. But this week is for those who know. Um, this month is actually by visibility month. And so this week starting on the 16th and by the time this is recorded, it'll be out probably 18th, 19th. Um, it is by visibility week and by visibility day is September 23rd. So I felt a need to come on here and talk about that, you know, talk and just chat and stuff like that. Talk about my journey, all that. Um, I don't necessarily get my coming out journey and stuff like that. Um, that's already been posted and done. That was an authentically me part one, authentically me part two. If you want to hear those stories <laughs> in that cringeworthy, um, audio in the second part, cause I was just messing something up. I don't know what I was eating. I was nervous. It was a lot. Um, but yeah, you can go listen to those episodes. If you want to hear more about personal experiences and hear my friend interview me, um, you know, it's called Sip and Chill with a Black Bisexual Man. You can go listen to that. Um, I quite enjoyed that um, <laughs> episode. It was fun. Um, but I don't know. Today, I just want to kind of talk about certain things. You know, topics may come up, all those different things, but I'm just kind of free flowing. You know, just like Andre 3000 did on um, the green light. He said, I'm just styling, I'm just freestyling style freeing and I'm ready to go right now I'm ready to go right now give you the green light but in this case it's not green lights it's purple pink and blue lights you feel me <laughs> I'm a dweeb um but yes let's jump in um so yes, um, basically, as I said, it is by visibility month, and I I think I'll talk about where I'm just at. I think that's a good place to start, and I think that's like what I always like to do is just talk about my journey because you know you're seeing it real time. Um, so I'll give some little information and stuff like that for those who don't know who haven't gone back to the episode and listened to those. I initially came out to myself and came to the conclusion, um, very long conclusion, that I was by in july of 2020 that was after many years of questioning not knowing you know and just being in a space of fear and then also um you know as a black or yeah as a black person um you know being a black being a black person black person a part of the black community being um you know in the black community and also being queer is a very difficult it's super super difficult and so it's not the easiest and so um a lot of there's a lot of like internalized like you know homophobia and stuff like that I had to deal with a lot of healing that I had to do and I'm still doing to this day <clears throat> that um has that took that caused me to you know go in that space and time you know where I wasn't able to admit that to myself um for a long time 
Well, first, I didn't know. I feel like there's so you know, I help jump into this. Like you know, this goes into one of the topics I want to talk about is that representation. And what I'm saying is not anything different than what others have said. You know, I've you know I've on this podcast I've shouted out you know Alex from Bisexual Real Talk. Um, I've shouted out you know Jr. Um, who is the creator of Bisexual men speak the hashtag on uh twitter and so many others um as a matter of fact i have somebody else i want to shout out as well i'm gonna shout him out now because he is a youtuber and i want him to get this shout out because i think it's super important um give me one second i'm gonna pause really quick y'all hold on one second you know okay but sorry I'm back. So another person I want to shout out, Jtopia on YouTube. Uh, another um, person, uh, another man who talks about you know bisexuality. Um, please go support him. You know as well. Uh, dope, 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 dope. You know as well. And there's so many people. There's so many people. You know, there's people on TikTok. There's Bicon Living. <laughs> um, there's Quadri Ishmael who he's he talks he he doesn't always touch on bisexual things um as well he touches on touches on a lot of different things there's so many creators <laughs> um there's key uh not key <laughs> not dot key uh pov you know there's him there's so many i didn't it's it's um there's so many and then also people who just don't necessarily touch on it um but also just by creators i'm just i guess we just do it a by creator shout out train for thy glow <laughs> on tiktok as well um we just you know yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna do a shout out we just gonna shout them all out right now since i'm already here come on let's come on with it 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 um who else do i have here give me one second i'm just shouting everybody out you know it's, it's gonna be like I wonder what this is gonna be like This is gonna be like Jay-Z When he did the shout out With all the people And the creators And stuff like that <laughs> Where he shouting everybody out Um Another person Uh I, I won't shout them out yet. Don't know They want to be shouted out Um Who else do we have It's literally staring Like This person staring right in my front of my face Why can't I find his His, his I literally like so many of his videos. Dang, Nabbit. Okay, this is irritating me. <sighs> this is irritating Pablo. If you're not sure Pablo is, that is me. I am Pablo. Um, Here we are. A underscore by dot king. Gotta love him. He is hilarious. But, <laughs> of course, he got Ross as well. Um, as well, who's been a, a guest on a podcast. You know, he's been on a podcast as well. Um, he's talked about his journey. Of course, of course, I have to, other people I have to shout out too. Um, I have to shout out his underscore by underscore identity. Of course, you can find him on Instagram. And of course, I have to shout out, uh, shout out Rob, you know, as well. I'm going to give a social media of where to find him. <laughs> um, gotta shout him out as well because how could i not okay rob saint michael as well um 
a creator of this of the entire like you know uh space that has been super super useful to my healing as well as many other people's healing um bisexual black men as well um gotta shout him out like honestly like big shout out for him because like i wouldn't know half the people i knew <laughs> i wouldn't be able to connect with half the people i knew if it was not for him so we thank you king i appreciate you king um as well and it's just hella people <laughs> it's hella other people if i forgot anybody who's <laughs> like like by creator um these are all black black uh men as well uh of course <laughs> but i was my train of thought because i'm all over the place but yes he is him as well um and so many other folks you know i'm what i'm finna say is nothing different than any of them have said and so forth and that's okay but i think it needs to be re-emphasized because different coach different crowd different things like that and also i'm gonna say this until i'm blue in the face so if you have a problem with any things i say and you disagree with it and you're like oh well, why are you saying it again we already did maybe you're not the audience maybe you already know this maybe i've already had this conversation with you maybe it's not for you maybe it's for the person who does not know and also um, let me just say this, this is my, my podcast, this is my show, so I'm going to talk about what I want on my show, and in the words of, 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 of our great aunt, Tabitha the Brown, go about your business if that's a problem, and if you can't have a good day, don't you dare go on, uh, dare go, uh, messing up somebody else's you hear, or, you know, they might show you the dark side of the moon, but anyway, <laughs> I oftentimes get sidetracked. You know, if you're a new listener, so sorry for the chaos, for the chaos that you're experiencing here. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but getting back to the point that I was making is that um, for me, and I think I've said this on the podcast before. Um, pardon me one second, y'all. Um, as I've said on the podcast before, there was no real representation of bi people. Like in the sense of like, I don't even say representation of bi people. It's all their conversation. But there's no... At least growing up, there were no resources about, you know, what does bi mean? There's no resource telling me that, oh, bicycle literally can be you being very attracted to people identify as being, or feminine presenting individuals and masculine presenting individuals or whatnot, and it can go back and forth, you know? No one told me that or that. It's not necessarily a 64, it's not, I said a 60-40, it's not a 50-50 thing, it can be 60-40, 60% of you, you know, you can be attracted more to, you know, people who are same uh, gender identity, and then those who have different gender identities as well, um, nobody told me that, and nobody said that, you know, or it's, it's, it's not even knowing that, like, it was an option, because, you know, growing up and I talked about this only representation I had of like bisexuality growing up and I mean like as a teenager like middle school and so forth was like Tila Tequila and like I didn't even watch that show but like there is just a whole trope about like you know the promiscuous and like you know the the person whose eye is slutty and stuff like that and there was there was no representation of, of the bi man and if they were trying to represent a bi man, it happened in the sense of like the DL man, like, oh, he's obviously, you know, DL or whatever. And oh, like, you know, <clears throat> he has a wife, but he's secretly cheating on his wife with men and stuff like that and different things like that, which goes into a whole other thing of like monogamy does exist among bisexual people as well. So 
another thing to add to the list um and all those different tropes and it's super harmful or like i remember like my favorite show growing up one of my favorite shows was house <laughs> um still one of my favorite shows i haven't seen it in a long time i have to watch it again but like uh one of the characters 13 she is um she's a bisexual character and just even like how she was presented as well within the show as being very you know promiscuous and stuff like that i think also i loved her character because her character was a strong character and stuff like that but i think it also um there wasn't certain nuance when it came to her sexuality and stuff like that as well so that made it a little bit difficult but like outside of that there was no representation of bisexuality so for me it didn't feel like it was an option or even a thing like in terms of like oh you can be bi too or you can be this you can be that you can identify this way it just kind of felt like it was like gay or straight and i just never felt comfortable with either of those you know <clears throat> identifiers because i was just like i was like straight something's here that's not completely making me like you know straight or hetero and i just don't can't put describe it i was like but i was like gay i don't feel like in my spirit i was like i don't feel like that's just that's a description that's a the describer or the identifier i want to use you know and i was like i don't feel it because it's like i still feel whatever and like and it was a lot of it was like internalized you know homophobia too and like i can't be i don't want to be in that, 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 that whole process of like you don't want to be in like you know when people and i will say this for this instance or whatever when people say oh it's a choice it's not a choice how you now i've heard this argument how you go about how you express your sexuality is a choice but your innate sexuality i i personally have the opinion that it's not a choice like i don't think anybody wakes up one day and say i want to be attracted to people of the same gender or whatever like i mean and if it is it's, it's pretty rare but i don't think anybody necessarily chooses that just because of the amount of like pressure that comes with it and just the um the nuances of dealing with being a uh a queer person as well <coughs> pardon me sorry i don't think anybody necessarily chooses that um because it's not super ideal um so i will say that but neither here nor there so that whole thing of his choices it's literally not but you know a lot of that dealing with that and being in that space um I definitely identify like it dealt with like where I was feeling and stuff like that and I think that it's sad because I wish I had had that when I was younger and it just talks about like the need for representation and just language and just also information as well um because it makes a difference and one thing I've noticed you know and I've talked about this on the podcast multiple times and what I love and I think I talked about this with with um Riff Ross when he was here on the pod was the representation or even might even been Rob, honestly. It, I can't remember, but I know it's something specific to those two things. Um, is just the amount of people, folks, you know, both men and women, non-binary folks, other gender expressions, coming out as bi or pan, and I'm so happy or, or fluid. And I'm so happy about it because it feels like you know it, it's showing that you know that it's not something that's super uncommon. As a matter of fact, um there's a study that shows that you know bisexual people make up the majority of the lgbtqia community lgbtqia plus two um excuse me or i'll say queer probably as an encompassing term for all folks because i don't want to mess it up or you know trivialize anybody's identity identity um or identifier excuse me 
but there is a um, there certainly it is founded that um, most folks within the community identify I'll say is bi pan or fluid of some sort or, or so sort um, in other words they're not monosexual I guess is probably the other better way to put it and so with that said it's very good to see so many people who are coming into their identities identifying that way now and it makes you realize that the world is not so small after all it's not like it's always only a couple of you it's there's a lot of you and it helps with ident identity and stuff like that because it makes you like okay cool i identify this way i'm not by myself and identifying this way or like you know <clears throat> i don't identify this way so it's okay that i don't identify this way you know or oh somebody who understands what i'm going through and everything like that it feels it just feels good to know that you aren't by yourself in that regard and stuff like that and you have information because language and education is everything when it comes down to it because when you have language and you have that education and this is super important conversation to have during by visibility week it literally helps you to not feel like you're alone and it kicks away from that narrative of being the silent and being the majority that is unseen because if you know that there's language like there by cycles of things so you might not be attracted to somebody of same gender expression as you right now you might be attracted to somebody of different gender expression but you know previously you had been it won't necessarily make you go through <clears throat> the confusion that you went through before and you'll understand that this is completely normal and a pro part of that process or knowing the whole thing about you know the kinsley scale and just knowing about like you know how you um as a bi identified or or fluid identified individual how it's not necessarily a um a thing that is 50 50 or, or whatnot most people most people i will i will beg to say are not 50 50 um <laughs> there are some who are you know and that's good for them but most people aren't i feel like there there are a lot of people who are leaning and also there's a point i will make with that too um as well but i'll get into that a little bit later just a little bit down the road we're gonna take that walk is that most people i feel like aren't necessarily identified at 50 50 and that's perfectly fine too but knowing that I think is super important and then kind of going back to the point I was going to say about that is that one thing I would make clear is that this is for people who are non-bi-identifying um, or are monosexual, whether that be just gay or, or straight or whatever. It is not an appropriate question. <laughs> it is not an appropriate question. It is not an OK question to ask somebody what their percentages are. OK, you know. And you're probably like, well, doesn't that seem like a pretty normal thing to ask? No, I'll ask, I'll tell you why. It's not appropriate to ask somebody that question and to bring that into conversation because when you're asking somebody that, it makes them feel like, are you using this to judge me further? And unfortunately, there are some folks who do use that to judge somebody. So if you say you have somebody who they consider themselves 70% straight or they 70% of the time they're going for somebody who's of a different gender identity. And 30%, they're going for somebody who is of a uh, of the same gender identity or, or whatnot, right? <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, some folks will take that and say, well, you're not really bi because you are never dating people of the different of a different gender. So you're just seeking attention, right? That's unfortunate truth. Um, and then it also works vice versa. So say, for instance... Um, I'll just use me and I'll use men and women as an example, right? Um, 
is if and I'm saying language, I'm being mindful of language as well. So I'm just using this language, but I'm also I, I'm also attracted to multiple genders as well, outside of just you know someone being masculine presenting, feminine presenting, and stuff like that. I'm also attracted to trans people, non-binary people, and so forth. So I just want to make that clear um, before I jump into that. And if I say men, women, or masculine, feminine, I'm using that for the sake of this conversation. Um, but for say for me, say for me, like I was attracted more so. I'll say 60% of the time I'm attracted to somebody who's masculine identifying or male, or male. and then 40% of the time I'm attracted to um, somebody who is um, feminine presenting or is female, and actually, I'll be very honest, that's where my bicycle is lying right now, that's very, you know, hey, that's where I'm at right now with my cycle, and I, that's, I was like, I don't know if I've ever said it publicly, but I'm saying it, I don't care, um, <clears throat> That doesn't necessarily just say, oh, I'm gay. Like, no, that's not how that works. That's not like, oh, well, because you're attracted more so to this group now, you're gay. No, it doesn't work that way. And so that also goes into a further conversation. I'll, I'll, I'll keep down this road before I move back to other pieces of it's not an appropriate question to ask because some people use it for biphobia. Um, and they're very biphobic and why they ask those questions. They ask it to try to, you know, identify where you are in, in this whole thing. And rather than say, oh, okay, well, you're bi, there's no such thing as being 50% gay, 50% straight. You're just 100% bi, and that means the fluidity and the different things that comes with that. So oftentimes, it's not an appropriate question to necessarily ask somebody um, because, and and sometimes that people ask it not thinking it's like a, a problematic question, but it's better not to ask a person um, at all because it it is used for biphobia and so people to just put you in a box like oh you're really actually straight or you're really actually gay you know you're playing around or you know stuff like that because unfortunately you know this identity of being bi <clears throat> or fluid is not for some seen as a legitimate uh identifier or sexuality and for many um folks it is just a oh eh, it's just for some people it's like oh you know, it's just a, a trip in the long run to identifying as queer or, or or gay, rather, I'll say. Queer is encompassing. Or it's just somebody they're just using it as a, as a trip, you know, it's a stop on the way to being identified as gay. Or it's somebody who's using it as a, um, as a tool. They're, they're saying, oh, they're just trying to get attention and stuff like that. There's some people who think that you know, being queer is this, that, and other, and oh, they're so protected, and da, 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 that's the whole thing, I won't go into it, but yeah, that's not an appropriate question to ask, so please don't ask that, um, and it goes into this thought process, and I kind of lost my train of thought prior to it, um, if just, like, there is not, unfortunately, you know, there is a lot of, like, erasure, or, like, I guess, matter of fact, let me jump off really quickly, and I'm gonna gather my thought back, <laughs> I'm gonna, it's gonna probably be a lot of jumps here, Yes, yeah, so now I remember the point that I was making. So I, I brought something up earlier um, in the terms of using it as a trip to identify as gay or, or whatnot. Is that with this whole journey, and this just goes into, and we're just, we're just giving a little, you know, little, little um, bi and fluid uh, 101 today. Is that if that happens, I won't say it's okay, but because, you know, that's a thing with itself. But sexuality is so fluid that if you end up falling on the identifier of just being gay and you've tried other places you've been in other spaces and stuff like that that's okay too sexuality is something that is ever so it's 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 evolving it's it's personal to you and things like that you know and how you express it is up to you so if you at one point in time identified as being straight 
and then you were like, I feel more bi, but then you feel like more gay and stuff like that, that is fine too. Sexuality is not this rigid thing of like, once you're in it, it's not, it's not like, oh, it's not like, oh, like a, I don't know. I can't even put something because so much stuff is just not rigid, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not like it's joined an organization. It's not like, oh, once you, you pledge this organization, you can't pledge another organization. It's not like that. It's not like you stuck in this for life. No, it's, it's very much a fluid thing, you know, and it's very much something that changes and it's just like, it's over time. So that's okay too. But um, that was all to say, kind of moving back to the main point is that um, there is not a lot of education there and there's so much more education needs to be done. Even this whole conversation about, you know, identity and how you identify and the whole thing about like not asking people their percentages, I think is important. And I will say that t took a long time of why it took me so long to come into my identity, um, rather where I'm at now. And it is, it is difficult. I will definitely say that, um, something I want to touch on too, you know, for all my bi, um, identified folks and just, you know, just some education for those who, who don't is that is a very difficult, it can be a very lonely journey, um, being in a space and so forth. And I'll explain why. So for a lot of folks, um, and I can speak for myself, you know, I, I can speak for myself. I can't speak for everybody, but I think I speak for a lot of folks. It's just hearing conversations and stuff like that. It is a very isolating journey because I think, um, and it goes back to like just the invisible majority um, of bi folks is that when you come out as bi, you know, unfortunately, it can be a couple of different things. There are a couple of ways that this can happen. You can either get like the support that you have and people are like, okay, great, you're bi, da 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 da, da. or you can get the negative backlash. Um, and I've seen it real time um, on social media with artists I follow like Taylor Bennett and stuff like that and everything like that. And they're like, nah, you're just really gay or oh, you're just plain bi and everything like that for this and other. And so that leads to it. And so it leads to like, when you feel like your, your sexuality um, and identity is delegitimized, de it adds to this a other aspect of being lonely in a sense. And then also it comes with that not, like, not feeling like you have black community. So I'll explain that going further into that. You come out, say you do get the support and whatever, but then maybe you perhaps don't know other bi-identified people. You only know people who identify, you know, as being lesbian or they identify as being gay and everything, everything like that, right? And so you're kind of placed in this space where you don't necessarily have that community. And it's difficult because it's, it is, it, it's a lot more difficult. It's easier now with the power of the internet to find these identities, to find these communities. But I can definitely say before I was aware of them existing. Um, and if, even as a kid, if I had really came into this identity as a child, um, I wouldn't have had those, I didn't, I wouldn't have had that community because it's like, you know, most people aren't, you see a lot more people you feel like who don't identify as being bi, they identify as being gay. And so like, there are certain struggles and things, you know, people who are of the gay community or that part of the community may not understand it's your understanding. And it's just difficult because it's like, there's just specific questions and things that you're going through that somebody who's gay may not understand. And then if you have folks who aren't the nicest over on that side, who are gay, and they're not necessarily reaffirming your identity. That's another part within it too. And it makes it super difficult as well. Um, and it's like there's a lot of demonizing that still occurs, you know, 
of bi people and so that makes it it makes it lonely too in that regard because it feels like damn i'm not wanted here or i'm not wanted here and then i don't feel like i belong here and i don't feel a connection here like for myself i can speak and say that there are certain things and certain aspects of my of my identity like how i identify that i don't feel like 100 like comfortable or i don't feel like 100 kindredness with folks who identify as just being gay like i don't like it's certain things that and it's it's just like certain things that just i don't i don't understand because that's not my lived experience right um it's not my lived experience and it just doesn't fit like it fits me and what I'm like, you know, what it fits me in certain aspects and stuff like that. Like there's certain aspects I feel like that are universal, like queer culture and stuff like that, that I can get into and stuff like that. But there are certain things that I think I can't get into. And I feel like um, it's difficult to when I feel like there are certain aspects that, you know, black gay people can go through and they have that I can sometimes like you know I can sometimes identify with you know like you know coming out to family or you know you know being in black in the church and being queer and everything like that and all those different aspects but there are certain niche places and positions and I think um sometimes politics at play uh within the black gay community that's just like either I just they don't fit me in my experience or because of my identity I kind of like you know I try to separate separate myself from because it just doesn't fit me you know and it's not a bad thing and it's not anything like that it's kind of like you get in where you fit in and I don't think that's you know I think it's it's a thing of like lived experiences and everybody's lived experiences is the same um the lived experience of a heterosexual black man is very different than a hetero than a uh the experience of a a gay black man as well and so there's certain things that are shared the same such as you know how you're how you present walking down the street you know to others who may not be people of color um you know perhaps you know being mindful of like police stops and stuff like that or you know id and all those different things but when you get into those very neat places it's not the you know it's not the same and everything like that so i feel like there's there's some there's certainly some um some some pieces there in terms of like you know loneliness and it is difficult you know because you want to be able to talk to somebody about like i didn't know until i went on to reddit what bicycle was because i was like dang um i was like it was kind of like yeah i'm bi now or i feel like not that i'm bi now i've always been bi but it's like dang yeah now i'm using this identifier but like now i don't even feel like attracted to women anymore like i don't feel attracted to women right now am i really just gay and am i just am i just making this up Am I just afraid to just accept that full identity and space and then literally finding that information and finding other people who are going through it, reading about it, it was like, oh, no, shit, okay, this is normal. This is a normal thing to occur or, or deal with, right? And then there's also, like, you know, um, dealing with the the unfortunate, and I don't want to say that a lot of the community, by community, is, you know, I don't want to say our community is shared by sharing trauma and stuff like that, but there is some traumatic shit that occurs or things that occur. And I think even being able to talk through those things of like, you know, um, like such as like dealing with the whole DL man narrative and stuff like that, you know, or, you know, the I'm just greedy narrative and stuff like that. Being able to be in that space and be able to have conversations with folks and them understanding and saying, hey, no, you are, your experience is valid 
And so you will be able to find the right person who kind of understands that I think is super important as well. And that's something that I think is hard to find when you're you're not around other bi people or you're not in community with those other bi folks, right? Um, I think even just on a lighter end, just dating in general and just what that looks like, you know, and that's just how that can be hard. I think there's a the misnomer <laughs> um, is that when you are bi or fluid, you have so many more options of folks to date. But in reality, you kind of clutch yourself in half because, you know, you might have the person like, you know, for me as a black man, and I can only speak from my experience. I can't speak from experience of a, of a bi-identified woman who, you know, might be a BIPOC woman or not a woman of color or a non-binary person who's a, a person of color who identifies as being bi or fluid or, you know, anyone else. I can only speak from my experience, but I can definitely say from my experience, it, it got, I feel like it was more difficult, you know, dating and stuff like that um just because you know I feel like I would want to date somebody who has a similar background of me you know I want to date a black woman um not to say I'm unopposed to dating outside if you know that but um, primarily I feel like where my comfort zone is and where I'm comfortable at would be dating somebody who has a similar background with me just because of certain cultural competencies and stuff like that and you know just the thought process of having kids and those difficulties and it's, it just it just goes into a whole thing I won't get into today um but like I feel like that's where I would be at but for some and it's not all because there are a lot more black women who will date by men than not um is that there's that there's a thought process of like you know there's there's a lot of stigma and like you know unfortunately um opinions that people have about that um and it's not the opinions of all but like you know even doing that so you know um trying to find the right woman who doesn't care which is why on my dating ad profiles i just put down by so that you know ahead of time and you're not surprised <laughs> and you can choose to skip over me um but then there's that then there's part of me you know on the other side you know for me dating men or, or masculine identifying individuals you know finding the right person because you know is this person gonna be somebody that if i date they can reaffirm my they, they like they're they're affirming of my identity as i'm reaffirming of their identity like if i date them and i'm saying oh hey i'm bi and all that do they actually believe me or well or is that an issue like down the road like if it's like okay i'm bi we're dating and we're all, all that stuff and we're like together and all that you know will become an issue later down the road or something thrown in my face like oh you're bi and oh that's not really existing or like oh i I turned you out or or whatever or it's like you know all these different things because um, some people do not have necessarily have a um, you know they're not necessarily men who are okay with dating by men or whatever there are certain um, archaic opinions and thoughts that go into that too and so um, I think there's sometimes a lot more front work when it comes to dating and it's something that you kind of have to be by to understand it in terms of like is the person I'm looking for and, you know, I think it just goes outside of dating in general, like dating already. And I will say just coming from the perspective of doing online apps and dating and stuff like that, um, dating in general is just a ghetto experience. <laughs> and so being in a space where you have to, sorry, yawn, being in a space where you have to be extra vigilant in other aspects and say, all right, well, okay, I know at least these are the things that are taken care of at least i know they're not biphobic <laughs> or they're willing to date me along with that also making sure that y'all are on the similar page same page with things are, are is this person only just looking for hookups or are they not looking for a relationship right now or is this person you know 
I don't want to say healed because I don't I don't want to give that I don't want to be that person like oh you have to healed enough to be in a relationship but is this person ready to be in a relationship is another key point because you could want to be in a relationship but you're not ready right that's another key point and like oh do you have similar mindsets with certain things like you know certain values and stuff like that that might seem like oh is that really important when you date somebody yeah it can be because you know not even if you're necessarily dating this person to marry them but like you know how do y'all feel about certain things you know do you have certain values like is this somebody who's like you know, you're constantly going to be arguing over this because they don't have the same opinion as you or like, you know, maybe you, you differ in certain ways that you view the world and stuff like that. And that makes it a little bit more difficult <clears throat> and so forth. Thinking about those things, it gets to be very nuanced and things like that. And so adding the extra layer of sexuality and identity on top of it, it's very hard. And it adds to, I guess, sometimes the loneliness because when you don't have folks to talk that through with, it can be. And here are statistics, and I've brought this up in the podcast and past prior, um, that there are statistics about folks who are fluid or bi-identified, um, pan-identified as well, suffering some of the most um, in terms of like mental health and different things like that, um, like having like a, a much uh, higher occurrence of mental health disease or illness rather, and needing support in certain aspects and I can like speak for myself that I, I know it's true for a fact like when I first moved out and I've talked about this in the podcast another episode I keep now I keep referring to it but I really want you to listen to that because I'm trying not to get too deep into that but I'm also trying to speak on other things as well um because I feel like it's important to have this episode and I really want to and I'm gonna get into some of the fun stuff <laughs> as well is that I know during that point in time I went through a very um very high point of isolation a difficult time I just moved out on my own, um, <clears throat> working at this new job, figuring out what that meant for me, <laughs> all these different things, you know, um, trying to do the best that I could do, and then as well dealing with now, you know, my new identity, and now I'm no, I'm not, I'm not at home anymore. Now I have the space where I can really explore. Now I have the space where I can start dating and doing all these different things, right? And you know, also just being okay with it and you know, um, feeling like anywhere I can find some solace, anywhere I can see this, you know, somebody talking about her, you know, whatever I can, you know, I, I can kind of like connect with that. And so there's a lot of research, there's a lot of videos, there's a lot of just like things trying to make myself feel better and just being in a space of like, oh my God, what's my hair? It was just like very difficult, right? Um, it was a hard time and it was super isolating and just like, I had, I can, I can count on my hand or probably can't even count on my hand I didn't count on my hand the times that it came up in therapy where I was just uncomfortable I couldn't even say it like you know from the time like when I first started because I was at home to like even when I was not home saying it out loud and just like being like this my identity and stuff like that it was was super hard you know um super hard or super difficult and I just think about that um in that space and I can only imagine what my my bi siblings go through who who aren't able to have access to therapy like I have, who aren't able to, you know, in that sense of where I used to work at, um, and not say it's not different, it's different here, but I know that was just a different environment. Live work in such a inclusive, queer, uh, queer inclusive environment that was like, you know, very open, or my bi siblings who may not be able to get out of their, their living space where they can't be the, their full selves and live in their truth and speak in their truth. You know, I can't imagine what that is like or I can't imagine what that's like I can't imagine being still being in that space anymore 
and so my heart goes out to them and i just know that there is there is that loneliness here and i'll, I'll say this right now in this podcast if you are bi identified and you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to you can reach out to me i can't always promise that i'll be the most responsive efforts like in terms of like oh i'll see it immediately and i'll be able to get back to you but you can definitely have a conversation because i understand how difficult it is you know and i want to like provide that space for you and you know hopefully even point you to some resources that you can utilize as well um because it's not easy um and so those are a couple of things i just think about like in terms of like you know as we're, we're in this bye week you know um, being kind to folks, you know, being mindful of just the mental health stuff that comes into it and some of the difficulties of being bi, I think is super important to, you know, speak in those nuances as well. But there's so much that goes into it and so many beauties, uh, beautiful parts of it as well. I can speak for myself. It's just like, you know, I didn't realize that <laughs> I think a part of being bi or fluid is I feel like, at least for me, I can't speak for everybody. My I feel like my thinking definitely changed. And it made me a better co-conspirator um, and person to stand up for the rights of those who are disenfranchised. And not that I wasn't doing that before, because even when I was like going through my own stuff of like identity and what it meant to be queer and everything like that, I still was always a person of like, if it doesn't affect my life, why am I worried about it? And why are you worried about it? And you should just leave people alone and let them live. But I think, you know, being in a space where now it's like, this is how I identify I'm, I'm seeing myself outside of my intersectionalities, you know, making sure that I'm providing that space for folks, making sure that I am, you know, doing the best that I can, you know, to do that, you know, whether that's starting off with saying hi, you know, putting my, I'll say like having like at work, you know, having my pronouns and my email address, you know, he, him, his, you know, so other people feel comfortable and know that I'm a safe space there or, you know, when speaking about folks or like students or, or somewhat just or so somewhat or so what excuse me just using they them pronouns because I don't want to misgender them um being able to and those sound like I know these all sound like small things or just even like you know in our processes when we do certain things you know asking the question of like how is this affecting some of our other students what are we doing you know in this case in this form and fashion have we thought about this and asking those questions because it's important you know, because it, like being a person who is fluid, I'll say my mindset, I guess, has become a lot more fluid and realizing that, you know, I realize I have my own intersectionality and there's those difficulties there, but I'm not the only one who has these intersectionalities. And there's so many other people who need to, be, you know, need to be helped out and there needs to be things done. And I also owe that and a testament to my old position, you know, um, not only was it so transformative you know professionally but it was also very transformative um personally as well being in that space and while dealing with and learning my own intersectionality and like what it means to navigate this road in that space but also making sure that i'm helping fight against the you know powers that be in other aspects and making sure that these folks get what they need um as well has been such a, a great thing and I think even just like in experience and stuff like that I don't claim to know everything I don't claim to understand every aspect of you know experiences stuff like that like I'll never understand the experience of being a uh, a non-able-bodied um you know black woman who's also queer I'll never understand the you know the <clears throat> the experience of being a I don't know um, you know, a queer identified, uh, person who is of, you know, of native heritage or indigenous, an indigenous person. I won't under ever understand those experiences, but I don't think I necessarily have to 
and I say this in a sense of like, go with me here. I don't have to understand them to make sure that the person feels comfortable and that I'm validating their experiences, right? I don't have to live their experiences. I don't have to live in their body. I don't have to live in those experiences to validate them to make sure that they're okay and to make sure that they're getting what they need, you know? I think what it requires is a little bit of just, you know, it requires a little bit of of kindness. It requires a little bit of nuance and saying, you know what, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, this is what your experience is. Empathy, I think is the other word. That's the word I was looking for, empathy. Being able to empathize with others who don't look like you, being able to empathize with others who live experience, have lived experiences outside of you, being able to be in that space and be able to say, you know, I hear you. I don't understand this and I don't necessarily get this, but I want to learn more about it and want to learn more of how I can support you, I think is a huge thing. And it feels like something that, you know, whether I'm working in this field that I'm in or I'm in a different field, is something that will always be with me, you know, and it will live with me every single place I go. And I owe that to, you know, in my case, you know, my my queerness, my bias. I'm using bias. That's what it is. My bias to open up that mindset and allow me to have that mindset to be able to help others. And like I said, I'm not good at it every single day. I fail and I'm not great and it's a work in progress. But I think the fact that I try and I'm doing my best is, is super important as well, um, as well um, in that regard. Uh, something else I think that, you know, just the, really the great perks of just being bi <laughs> and everything like that, I think it's just like, it's when you do find your community you know, when you find your community, it just feels so good, and you just realize, like, you know, like, I remember when I first came into a community, and I was in a space, like, obviously, it was like, oh, we're all bi, right, and stuff like that, and that was, like, topic of conversation, and still, a lot of time, it is, but, like, I'm just like, oh, now I can say, oh, that's so-and-so, we all just happen to be bi, but they have this mindset about, like, you know, maybe they're, this person might be anti-establishment, or this person might be more conservative, this person might be more so, like, you know, in regards to it there, if they love anime or they love, you know, video games or they love music or they love reading or stuff like that. And it just goes like we're able to be in this space. We're able to have these conversations. We're able to talk from that perspective. But it feels good when you are able to find your community that this is your shared experience. But it's not just like you're not just the bi guy in this group. You're just you and able to be that. And I think even that's a good space when you are in a space where you can be comfortable and it's like you are just you and you're and I don't want to say like, and I hate to, I don't want to trivialize it, but like being able to feel like your, your identity doesn't make up your, uh, you know, it's not just you completely. It is a part of you is very much a part of you because it is part of your community, your identity. And so when you're talking about, you know, past, you know, lovers or, or people that you've been involved with, not, you know, self correcting and saying they or them, but saying, you no, know, him, her, or they, it, that is the pronouns I use. Um, being able to, to speak in that form, in that fashion, and be able to talk, I think is super important as well, you know, and it is, it is just a, it is a good space to be in, and, like, having that community is just, it's, 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 it's A1, and it's, like, it's, it's something that, you know, <laughs> 10 out of 10 stars would certainly recommend if you, when you find it, I don't want to say if you find it, when you find it, because there's a community out there for all of you, you know, um, and even if you can't find it when you if you're able to create that, being able to be in that community and space is just it's it's so you know it's so healing. And I will say that's another thing too. Um, this journey um, of being by, 
um, it's so healing, and it's just like it's been so healing for me because it's like there's so many like traumas and stuff like that. I don't want to say traumas, I don't know, but I mean like everybody's had trauma, everybody has trauma. But I feel like there's so many different things just in my life and stuff like that that I didn't recognize this, and it's through the lens of accepting my queerness that I'm able to look at and say that was problematic and I need to work on that or that was a response of like having to be in this space in this time and stuff like that and it's been good to be able to deal with that and address that like you know being through my queerness and you know it just being um I don't want to say it like you know I want to say a symptom it, it's seeing like seeing it as part of my my personhood and stuff like that it's allowed me to open up and look at a little a lot of different things and stuff like that and how I operate so like you know vulnerability is a huge thing that's been difficult for me I've gotten better with it but like that was a part of it like you know I'm not being open about this you know and obviously this is a very big thing and it's it's understandable but it's like I'm not being open with like like with my friends my people like about a, a lot of things and I don't ask for help or support and stuff like that you know so being in that space of that or even like you know um, seeking help and like you know just taking my mental health journey <clears throat> seriously like it was around that time and I was going through it in 2020 and I go through it a lot too you know it's just a, it's a journey of mental health it's it goes it's ebbs and flows it's highs and lows you know every single day it is simply that I think it was at that point in time when I feel out that I was like nah this is much more than you can take on by yourself and that just praying is not going to work. Just doing all these different things is not going to work. You need to be able to be in this space where you can truly um, navigate this and have somebody to talk to about this who can help you out. Because being in a space is not conducive to your your health and to your to your mental health, really, and really your physical health as well. Like my anxiety was so bad. <laughs> My anxiety was so bad, like, it would just, I would flare up, because it was just, it would come in spurts of anger, that's how my anxiety, like, sometimes shows up, it would come in spurts of anger, it'd be like, up, then it'd be like, down, and I would feel the physical exhaustion of what that was like, and it was through this being another thing of, like, I need to deal with this, and I need to deal with this before it deals with me, my queerness, um, it has been super helpful, my, my, uh, my journey, and, terms of like you know even you know just my mental health and I'll even say relationships and healing in terms of that like you know um my last relationship I had it, it was what it was um it didn't end the greatest way it could have ended um and that's four years later and I'm, I'm in a much better space but I think even dealing with that and like my queerness there and stuff like that and being like okay I wasn't so super open or in this aspect and I'm not open here and I'm not open here and all that not not that I lied or anything like that I'm not gonna make that clear but like you know this type of partner I want despite gender and stuff like that and now being so open up <laughs> to you know being bi and stuff like that and just being in a space um it's allowed me to explore you know what does relationships look like for like for me now what do I want you know do I want something long term do I want something short term and it's okay if I want this or I want that you know um, speaking my needs, you know, as well, talking about my needs and stuff like that. What are things that are acceptable, things that aren't acceptable? And honestly, I'll even say like a trauma or like a thing that I had to deal with too, like through sexuality and being bi and accepting that and healing is my, my sexuality being so repressed. Um, I've talked about that before, but like I was super repressed for a long time to the degree that I looked into very shortly and briefly um, was I, like, looking into asexuality, because I was like, I don't feel like I have one, 
but it was just in terms of just be it was so repressed um that was the the key there and different things like that so there's been a lot of growth and healing in that space and i'll even say just like it's just it's fun <laughs> like that's another piece about just like being by and stuff like this is fun you know and i feel like fun in the sense that you're able to appreciate so many people aesthetically and i just even say like you know on a deeper scale too because i feel like you know being as a bi person like obviously yes you're you, you can look at everybody <laughs> um and i have you know and everything like that but like you know i'll see like a, a, a handsome man i'm like oh they're very handsome and stuff like that but you know I'm able to like you know look beyond just the physical like you know oh body and this and that and other thing like that and like I like their personality and like that's what I want in a partner you know I want a partner who's able to do that and so even like for me like um I feel like physical 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 features is, is definitely important to me it's never always been super important to me though I'll be very honest but like I feel like now it's gotten more to that point but even then it's like still now like you know this person's energy and their vibe and stuff like that it's allowed me to to read into that and just like their character and just be like you know oh she's super attractive not only because she's physically i find her physically attractive because of x y and z and stuff like that but i find her you know attractive because of like you know her energy or her vibe or whatever it may be and you know she brings this to the table you know, I bring this to the table, and I think we will work together and stuff like that, you know, outside of, like, the fun of, like, the looking, like, everything like that, it's, it's fun to do that, too, because it's, like, you're, you're able to match up and see, like, where you fit in everything like that, and it's just cool to be able to, like, not feel like you're, you're pushed back, and that you're, like, oh, man, you have to be, you have to fit into these boxes, but it's, like, no, everybody is, like, you know, beautiful, and they're ecstatic, like, and oh my gosh like as much as it's annoying and it sucks but it's actually kind of cool by panic oh my god <laughs> so i'll give you a prime example of this is something that was like terrible or like um <laughs> it happened this happened real time and this first time i actually experienced this real time so i remember i was going with my friends um i was going with my friends to uh it was like recent it's like a couple weeks ago or maybe like a month now not a couple weeks everything's a couple weeks ago man but like it was like a month ago so i was out with friends um and we were in a local town or whatever and we were like obviously local town we were like on our way somewhere walking somewhere and like i made eye contact with this woman and like i was just like i don't know what happened i just was like so in thought i was like oh my god she's so beautiful and like i tripped it was so embarrassed i feel like such a dweeb <laughs> I hate it. I feel like such a dweeb. And she's like, it's okay. I was like, I ain't talked to her. <laughs> and I didn't because we were walking somewhere. And I should have took, now in reality, I should have took a couple of minutes to, to do it or whatever. And I felt like that. Because I didn't mean to steer, but I was just like, like, we made eye contact. And I was just like, yo, like, you're beautiful. And like, everything like that. <laughs> it was wild. Um, it was so embarrassing because I literally tripped over my friend. I was like, dang, man, <laughs> it sucked. But, like, literally five minutes later, walking down the street again, and then this guy running shirtless or whatever, and he was attracted to it. I was like, it wasn't the same thing. It, it, it wasn't the same vibe because that vibe for was different. <laughs> but it was like, yo, oh, 
I was like, oh, he's attractive. I was like, ooh. And then bi panic starts and everything like that. And then you start seeing everybody attractive. And it's just like, it's a whole thing. It's so annoying. It's, it's, I'm not going to lie, it's annoying, but it's also fun, right? <laughs> it's fun because it's like, why is everybody so pretty and handsome? <laughs> it's just so annoying. It's like, you're all attractive. I love you all. Kidding. <laughs> but it's like one of those fun things that you, you deal with and stuff like that and just talking like oh my god like, oh my god like you, know, you like go to the movie somewhere with somebody and like <gasps> both the leads oh my god they're so attractive and stuff like that like it's just those funny things to do or deal with you you have to deal with you know um i think some of the other stuff that's cool and just like you know being by and stuff like that uh the merch the merch isn't always given what needs to give, but, like, there are certain merch that I have and just things that you have, like, and I love it because, like, I feel like, um, most people don't know the buy flag and know the buy colors and stuff like that. Purple, pink, and blue, by the way. <laughs> and it's fun when you find merch, especially, like, like merch that's, like, very low-key and, like, you know what it means? Like, I have, like, a couple bracelets. Like, I have one bracelet that's, like, the colors and stuff like that. And it's just, like, wraps around my hand. And I'll wear that sometimes. And, like, being able to wear that and different things. And, like, you understand what you're representing. And, like, for folks who know, the ones who know, you know. The girls who get it, get it. The girls who got it, got it. <laughs> but, like, those people, being able to do that and everything like that, I feel like it's dope. Because then people understand, like, you have that connection. You're like, is that? And you're like, yo, I didn't know anybody would recognize it or whatever. And it's kind of cool because you kind of, like, have a connection with that person. You can, like, do that. Um, and then there's, like, the much more blank merch. Like, I have something that says, like, I have a, a whole jersey that says Buy Pride. Um, which I, I find somewhere to wear it. I probably should do that sometime this week. Um, <laughs> but, like, that jersey, which is so blank, it's just, like, so in your face. Like, yes, I'm bi. Yes, this is my identity and stuff like that. And you have to deal with it. And I don't care what you think because I am an independent black man. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> but yeah but I love the merch and stuff like that and just love representing and I feel like for those who are in a space to represent and being by and stuff like that I feel like there's so much pride that comes in with that and stuff like that and it just feels good to to be able to do that and be in a space with others who who feel like it's super super important and I won't say super super important but they feel comfortable doing that because I feel like you end up one making friends and you just feel like you feel this like Yes, you speak up and you understand the struggles. Like, yes, you talk about it and everything like that because it is so crazy because it is so, it can be so un underrepresented and you have so many folks who aren't talking about their experiences, right? You have so many folks that aren't like, yeah, I'm bi or I'm this or that and da 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 and so forth. And so you do end up in this space where you feel that solitude. So when you see people and you're able to represent that and you're able to be in that space, it's cool and it's fun because it's like, yeah, me, like, I remember, like, um, for, like, you know, at work one time, I wore, like, you know, it was supposed to be about, about like, identity, and I had this, like, Be Yourself t-shirt, which had just the pride colors, didn't have the bi colors, but I think I had my bracelet, too, and I wore it, and, like, I felt good, and, like, I remember one of my students, like, they were, like, hmm, I think they asked, they were, like, are you bi? And I was, like, yeah, I was, like, huh, I didn't know you peeped that. I was, like, how'd you know? And he's, like, I peeped the bracelet, and I was, like, yeah. <laughs> that was the point it was cool because it felt like it was like one of those things it didn't have to be spoken in or whatnot and everything like that so i i'm, I'm i you know enjoy it and i don't say enjoy it but it was a good conversation it was like a good interaction and stuff like that so i feel like 
the the being in a space of being yourself and being able to be open is another very fun aspect of it um as well i also say like you know the the discourse is really great too because i don't know and i i think obviously there's just discourse in other queer communities other aspects or other parts of queer community but i feel like there's really good at least some of the spaces i'm in there's such great discourse that happens um about just different things you know commentaries on this or that and everything like that and so there are really deep conversations that have like led to me changing my mindset on things or like even if it didn't change my mindset it made me think about it a little bit differently and I enjoy that and I feel like it's good because like you realize how much you don't know and you learn just by picking things up in conversation and stuff like that but then also you realize that you have your opinions yourself and stuff like that and your opinions are just as valid so it's it's cool being in these spaces where you can have this discourse have these conversations you know um as well um i'm trying to think um there's actually somebody specifically who i think creates a lot of good discourse i'm sure i'm saying his name right because <laughs> i don't want to i don't like to say people's name wrong yep steven underwood or black word on twitters but like yeah definitely him um I, I i feel like he's a good example of that is that you know he is a you know a identified uh black man as well and so i feel like you know even just some of the videos i've seen him do or like you know just some of the spaces or just like you know on twitter he's had and stuff like that or just tweets i feel like there's a lot of good discourse that comes out of that as well um as well as others you know so many different folks i'm not saying everybody because i know other <laughs> identified people but i per- think they would some of them prefer not to be like put on full blast on the podcast so there's that but like just people i've been in community with i think you know are are great um even honestly dr um i don't know how i didn't say him dr harupudi i cannot talk today <sighs> yes <laughs> the creator of uh one of the co-creators in uh, uh no homo no hetero and a Black Lotus Project, Dr. Haru Huti, excuse me, cannot talk today, hate it. Um, he's another uh, example of that, but he's definitely a, um, he's definitely, well, he's also a professor and so so forth. And he's like, he has so much that he does, sexologist, artist. It's kind of hard to describe what he does because it's just, it's so much. But um even in those conversations with like you know i've been uh the pleasure of being in the spaces with him um there's so much like language and there's so much like um there's so much learning and it's really cool and it's just like so many things that like it's like you're just forced like to be like dang okay i have to change i want to change my mind differently with this or i want to change my mind differently with that and this that and other and da 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 it's just so dope um and this is great because i i enjoy that honestly do Ooh, I just found something there's an event tomorrow yes i'll be there <laughs> i just sorry i was always pulling some stuff up for um just trying to make sure i was like saying people's names right and stuff like that i found an event so i didn't know i want to be tomorrow night on zoom hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but yeah but like discourse i'm a person i love to learn i like to talk um um, I'll say specifically to the things that are in, of interest to me and stuff like that. Not to say I, of things that aren't of interest to me, I don't like to learn, but like when I'm like really like t- 
tuned into a subject matter and like I want to learn more like being able to like be around in those spaces and not even talking I've learned there's so much more that you can learn from just listening put on your listening ears and not always having something to say um (laughs) I have learned so much and I've been in a space where like I truly being in those spaces has been like really good to like hear the discourse and stuff like that and a lot of times you learn that nobody is always nobody's really wrong you know it's just differences of opinion right and so that's been dope um to be in spaces that's another thing i think is really dope about you know just being bi and just by community everything like that um as well i think also the it could just like i always say it could just be who i'm around as well but i feel like just the level of empathy like empathy that i have for people and just like empathy for others like and just the empathy I've I've experienced in that those spaces I feel like has just been like really good and like I don't know it's just it just feels like there's a certain amount of like and I'll say I'll, I can only speak from my experience but like emotional intelligence that bi folks have that you have to have um and being in these spaces with these other folks and these communities with these folks is felt really good because like being able to affirm them them being able to affirm me and just be in a space of like understanding and love i think has been really great too um especially as, as a black man in spaces with other black men who are identified these ways um i think it's just been dope you know as well um to just be there and so forth and i just like really appreciate it um the colors are also dope too that's another thing the colors are dope <laughs> the colors are, are dope uh i love the merch like uh, uh, the colors are like one thing it feels like really ugly colors i mean i don't know, I don't know buy merch or whatever or buy stuff you know i don't i don't want to do that and all that but the colors are cool like that sounds really shallow but like you know <laughs> it's it's i feel like i like the colors because you know it's a lot easier to you know be in this space into um <laughs> to uh to um i can't think of words you know to 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 represent when things look aesthetically nice as well um also say media like the media that's coming out and everything like that um because it's so dope like you know i've talked about bias um created by you know david uh jay corker and so forth you know his series and just all these other areas are of a media with like by like you know representation stuff like that that's been really dope because it's always to me it's interesting seeing our stories told you know and seeing how people get it right and it's like oh dang they really nailed it down you could tell there's a bi writer and it's like eh, it didn't wasn't really a bi writer there and stuff like that it's always interesting and i love media and like i would love to create more media help be a part of that i think there's so many people who do want to do that and i think viewing the media and just being in these spaces and like talking about it or even just looking at it from a bi lens is so cool too so there's so much stuff that goes on and like it's very nuanced and realizing like you know somebody coming out can mean this or whatever and like not necessarily saying when they say this or whatever it's not necessarily they're saying they're gay they could be saying they're they're bi or flu or whatever and just it's just cool being in these spaces and stuff like that. And I could kind of talk about this forever and ever, but this is just an episode I really enjoyed doing. It is just an episode, and maybe I'll do a part two. I don't know. I just so much in my brain. I didn't have like a full outline. I just wanted to talk and chat here, but it is by week 2022, and there are a couple of things I want to end off with. If you are a bi identified person, whether you know masculine identifying, feminine identifying, non binary, however you identify your gender expression 
I want to miss you, wish you, not miss you, I want to wish you a happy bye week, um, a happy bye day, hope you've been happy to have a happy bias month, <laughs> and I want you to know that you are affirmed, you are loved, your experience is real, nobody can take that away from you, um, don't let these people talk to you crazy either, you know, we aren't going to let them get away with stuff, um, send addresses if you need to, cause knock if you buck, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm joking, but you know, be yourself and take it one step at a time. My journey is different from your journey. Your journey is different from your journey. Perhaps you are out to all of your family and friends and that's great. That's not necessarily my experience, you know, and where I'm at with the people who I've, I've opened up and I won't say, I, you know, I've came out, I've invited in certain folks, perhaps you or somebody, you know, hasn't invited in anybody in anybody yet. And that's okay too, whatever that journey looks like. And also be affirmed in however it works for you. It, it's, it's, it's not, it's going to look very different. If you're not in a space this year where you feel like you are as affirmed or whatever, that's okay. You know, continue to challenge yourself in a way that you can you know, push yourself to get outside your comfort zone, but also know and realize your limitations and where you're at in life, your experiences and where you're at is might be completely different than where I'm at and where somebody else is at. Comparison is a thief of joy. You know, I'll be honest. I used to compare myself to like, you know, um, when I first came out, I used to compare myself to Taylor Bennett. I was like, man, he's out, he's biased, his family and stuff like that. And they're so cool. It's like, it's cool and all that stuff. And I want to be like that and all that. But then I realized that's not my journey. And the journey, and I will say this too, whew, is that with different levels of height and of blessings and different levels of appearance and visibility, there are different levels of problems that you deal with too, especially when you are somebody who's of a larger platform like he is and stuff like that, or just in general. So you have to be mindful to ask for it too, you know, and well too. And so if your visibility is one way or, or whatnot, that's fine. If you're you know, being yourself and affirming yourself looks one way, that's okay too. If it's just writing a poem, that's cool. If it's not acknowledging it this week, that's cool too. If it's wearing a big ass t-shirt that says bye as F, that's fine too. Whatever it is, do it and enjoy it. And I love y'all. Love y'all in blue, pink, and purple. And I am just happy, you know, I'm, I'm in a much better space than I was two years ago. I'm just so happy. And I, you know, get emotional thinking about that. And I hope that y'all are in, on this road to, to grow and healing as well, if there is a need for that. And that is it. Until next time, have a bias week. Bye. <laughs>